the following podcast is provided by Pinnacle Senior Placements, LLC, and Answers for Elders Radio. And welcome back, everyone, to Answers for Elders Radio. And we are here with Daphne Davis from Pinnacle Senior Placements. And, of course, Daphne, you have been really a wonderful resource for families that are going through the early process. Um, But you also have been involved in scenarios where maybe the family's involved because they're kind of not really things aren't going well in a community of care um, or situation. I would love to talk a little bit about, you know, how can, you know, how can families work within a community to fix challenges? Um, What are your thoughts on that right now? What's going on? You know, it's happening that I'm getting more phone calls about my mom or dad just doesn't seem to be happy. And it's Mm -hmm. usually when a spouse is a widower, a widower, and they're by themselves. And, um, you know, it's just they've had to make a change. And life marches on whether we have a pandemic or not. We still have to support life patterns, life journeys. And so sometimes people have, you know, embarked on this journey of finding additional support for their loved one, and it's not going as well as they thought it would go or people mm-hmm. aren't transitioning as easy as they thought they would transition. And it's not mm-hmm. any fault of any one person. It's the time that we're in. So first of all, let me just say you didn't make a, a buying mistake. You didn't make a wrong decision. Um, you know, if you're the family supporting someone or if you're the senior your, yourselves, please don't spend any time beating yourself up. Um, this is a very unique time period for having senior care and housing. And, and we need to just work together. My first tip would be be honest with the people around you. Um, let people know how you're feeling. I had a beautiful conversation yesterday with a woman, and she, she was struggling to express how she was feeling. And she lives in a, a assisted living building, and she has her own apartment, and she's, she's fairly um, independent, needs a little bit of support. But as mm-hmm. I was talking with her, I could see the sadness come across her face. We were on a Zoom call, sure. and she was struggling to find the words. And through her daughters and through myself and an, another Pinnacle person, we were able to help her find the words to describe how she was feeling. And I want to share this with people because I think this might be happening to, to a lot of people, where you feel like you're living in an institution and that the Mm -hmm. humanity has left. And so Mm -hmm. there are very obvious reasons why those feelings might be there. You could be in your own home. You could be in an assisted living. You could be in independent living. You could be in a cottage, you know, within a community. You could be in an adult family home. It doesn't matter where you are. But because of the lack of socialization right now, in a, in a free way, we're getting better at doing it, but in a free, spontaneous, organic way, things can feel lonely. Things can feel yeah. institutionalized. Um, and so we really need to pay attention to that with our loved ones if we're the person that's kind of their contact person. Mm-hmm. Conversations, I think, if you, if you um, preface them that says, Mom, I'm, I'm just wanting to make sure everything's going okay. I've seen some changes. Correct me if I'm wrong. Very likely I am. But have you been feeling some of these feelings? I know I am. I'm feeling alone. I'm feeling isolated. Some days I even feel angry 
but I just can't go out for a walk, you know, without a mask. You know, things, things are okay to talk about with compassion, with honesty, with empathy, and, and remembering that if you use your I sentences, people will generally not get as defensive. Talk about your own story and invite people to, to apply it to themselves. So this conversation in terms of how do we fix this situation, let's make an assumption that things are going in this direction, that people are feeling lonely. And, you know, I'm tired of pushing the elevator button. I'm tired of looking at the same walls. I'm tired of having my meals by myself. I'm tired of having to think about six feet apart. I mean, these are real struggles that people are having. And after, Mm -hmm. you know, six, seven, eight months of this, we're weary. So how do you? Well, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna add too. On top of that, especially in communities, um, these amazing heroes that are healthcare workers, they have been, um, you know, they may not be as nice as they normally are because they're stressed to the max, and they may not realize that's how they're coming across, or they may be short-staffed working on a double shift. Or, you know, a a million things can go on within a community. And I know that, you know, with everything that's happening within our industry right now, um, there's a lot of overwhelm. And they have, you know, the workers there are, you know, we don't say thank you enough to the people that are on the front line caring for our loved ones. And I know for me, I, I think about, you know, how many times that we, you know, talk to our providers and things like that and and realize that we're all trying to get through this together and they're part of this. Um, they have fear yes. too. And they're, they're compounded fear, not only for their own safety, but they're also afraid of passing anything on to a senior or, or a resident would kill them because in many cases they are, you know, those residents are their family too. This is people that they care for every day. And so, obviously, yeah. to have some grace and some understanding um, for the staff so that, you know, again, we can begin to start to bridge the humanity back. Sometimes those are, you know, can be done through a care conference, uh, you Zoom call, things like that. Um, a family can certainly um, request those types of conversations. Is that correct? Absolutely. Um, it, it is a, a process, and you bring up really good points of the compassion. So I, when you're looking at how do I fix these situations, the first thing I want to suggest to people is try very hard to not vent with the people who are caregiving. Find another place to vent. Your girlfriend, mm-hmm. you know, the buddy, yeah. the buddy that you go golfing with, um, somebody else so that you can get all of these pent-up emotions out to someone Mm -hmm. who can just listen. Because our providers, our executive directors, the activity directors, the med techs, they're getting bombarded all the time with people's frustration and feel very stuck. They can't make a lot of the changes anymore. And so if you can find somebody outside of your care providers, your support system for your loved ones, that would be very helpful. The second piece then, as you're approaching the community of care, the people who have influence over your, your loved one's life, approach them just like you said, Suzanne, with grace. Remember that mm-hmm. they are frustrated too. We are, you know, and, and some of us can even be getting to the place of anger that just is like, we got to be done with this. Mm-hmm. We have to be done. 
but we're not yet. And so we have to, no. you know, put our, put our hearts of love on again, find that deep within ourselves. Hopefully we don't run out of that, that love just in our profession, but can carry it to our families. I mean, it's a very big ripple effect. So if all of us are keenly aware that this is just not about us right now, but it is about the collective, we all affect right. each other. That's a good place to start in having these conversations. Now, I would recommend um, reaching out to whoever your primary contact is and having a simple phone call. Just say, have mm-hmm. you seen a difference in my mom? This is what I'm hearing. Her voice doesn't sound, you know, peppy mm-hmm. when I talk to her anymore. She actually sounds tired. Has anybody noticed right. that she's sleeping? Because remember, families can't go into the, the community right. of care. They don't right. get to lay eyes on people like they used to. They don't get to be a part of the care plan anymore. And so when you have that removed from you as a, as a way for you to be able to help your parents, and now you don't get to have your own eyes on someone, that can cause some panic, especially if there's any kind of cognition challenges. Even the mildest mm-hmm. of cognition challenges in someone can alter the reality of 2020 to the reality of wherever that person is. And so now you, the daughter or son, have to weed through what is real and not real. How Mm -hmm. challenging. So everybody, give yourself grace. Take a deep breath. Mm -hmm. Have simple conversations. Keep a log. Write down the things that you you see. Make a date by it, time of day. You Mm -hmm. might be able to help find a pattern in how someone's day unfolds. And I also think what you're saying is really valuable, too, when you're keeping that log, is say, you know, recognize the good things. You know, maybe mom or dad said, you know, I had a great meal the other night or anything like that that would be on the positive side. Because the good thing is, is when you talk to the community of care or anything like that, it's important to bring up the good things, too. That way, they're part of the team, and you're bringing exactly. them towards a solutional um, process. And, and certainly, um, to just go in and do nothing but complaining, I know we're all on edge right now, <clears throat> but we all are. And everybody's doing the best they can with, with what they got to work with right now. And so, um, yeah. you know, having grace for all of us right now is so yeah. vitally important. Yeah. Along that same line, I've got my my detective hat on right now. When you find that positive, and for all the reasons you just said are exactly appropriate, but that positive also might be something that we can turn to. Let's say someone said they sounded uplifted, they sounded happy, they went on and on and on about the apple pie. Maybe that is something that we put in their care plan that if someone's having a bad day, pull out the apple pie for this person. Little things make the difference. I mean, mm-hmm. be a detective, hear things, not for just what's on the surface, but hear things of how can I help my mom enjoy that? How can I help my dad have another good day for whatever reason he's having a good day today? Maybe it was the day that right. you know, two people got to, to play pool together. You know, they kept right. everybody six feet apart. Someone pulled the back from the pool table. Somebody had their turn. Maybe that's what happened. Log it in your brain. Maybe it's something that, you know, there was, too much activity that day, or maybe it was the elevator wasn't working properly and everybody had to wait for the elevator. Then we know, oh, well, I'd be crabby too. It's just legitimate. (laughs) It's not a pattern. These are the things that you can think about. Right. And how do we reach you? You reach me at 855 
734-1500. And you have seven people on our Pinnacle team now to be able to help you. So reaching us at 855-734-1500. You'll usually get me or Jolene first, and then we have a team of people that can help you as well. Well, and Daphne's going to be right back right after this as we talk more a little bit about conversations with mom and dad regarding care. The preceding podcast was provided by Pinnacle Senior Placements, LLC and Answers for Elders Radio. To contact Pinnacle Senior Placements, go to PinnacleSeniorPlacements.com. Hey everybody, Jared Sebesti, your host of Retire Repurposed. This podcast is dedicated to help people transition into fulfilling and purposeful retirements. Retirement is a big life change. In fact, the two most dangerous years of a person's life are the year they were born and the year they retire. Few people could just flip the switch from working a career 30 or 40 plus years retiring on Friday without methodical steps to living what we call a repurposed retirement. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.